Episode 10, the Heart and Hustle podcast. We've been away for a little while, but we're back and ready to get at it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Nick Grunowitz here. Scott Inez is with me, as he always is. I bet Chris Crawford is going to poke his head in here in a couple of minutes uh, as well. We're taping this on a Tuesday, so it should come out about Wednesday morning. The Magic will play the New Orleans Pelicans on Wednesday night. Uh, So we're going to get into the Pelicans discussion. An interview with Michael Carter-Williams is coming up. He joined Scotty uh, and me on the radio show on ESPN 580 Orlando. Uh, You can catch Scott on ESPN Afternoon. Scott has 4 to 6 every single weekday on ESPN 580, 96.5 FM HD 2. And you can also follow – he's a bad follow, but you can follow him on Twitter (laughs) at Adonez Says and me at ESPN 580 Nick. You're a much better follow than I am. You actually pay attention to Twitter. I don't. I've been fighting with people about this Alfred Payton stuff. Oh my gosh. Alfred Payton, five straight triple doubles. Did the magic make a mistake? Mr. March does it again. Are you kidding me? I would take DJ Augustine a hundred times out of a hundred over Alfred Payton. I know I know he's got what, sixteen triple doubles in his, in career. his career. Fifteen of them coming. Either in March February or March. April, February, mm-hmm. March, April, after the season is over with, after we all know that they're not going to make the playoffs, be it the Pelicans or the Magic. Look, I don't want to say anything disparaging about Alfred Payton, but I people, do it. people, I would make that deal. I would trade Alfred Payton for a wet, wet bag, bag of nickels, nickels. every single time. We've been working together too long. I Way knew the wet long. bag of nickels thing. Yeah, you knew uh, I said this on Live Local Allow, which you can catch 6 to 8 on ESPN 580, that I would take DJ Augustine in my foxhole any single day. Oh, my gosh. And the upside of being able to go out and get Markel Fultz, I think, uh, makes the DJ the uh, the Alfred Payton trade worth it. He played in 19 games with Phoenix last year. Did you know what Phoenix's record was after they acquired well, let him? Let me guess. 2 and 17, they 1 and 18. 1 and 18. Okay. Well, 1 and 18. Go. And, and how many only... triple doubles did he get for Phoenix last I, year? I can't remember. I, I can't. But the guy, is, as you mentioned, Chris Crawford had that stat 16 triple doubles in his career, 15 in February or March, meaningless games, and one on opening night this year yeah. with the Pelicans. So maybe one meaningful triple double, if you can even call it that. Look, I, good for Alfred. He's getting his numbers. That's wonderful. But yes. his MO is to play well when it doesn't mean anything. I mean, that's just the bottom line. That's why he is Mr. March. So can we please move on and talk about the guys who are here instead let's of the it. guys who aren't, okay? okay. All right, so let's, let, let's get started here. And the first thing that we want to get into is, of course, the playoff standings a little bit, but it, it's the most recent win for the Magic yeah. over the Hawks a couple of days ago. We're taping this on Tuesday. That game was on Sunday, so we're a little late on it, but we're going to give you a little bit. 101-91, the Magic beat the Hawks. You caught Trey Young on a 90, went 0 for 5 from 3, which was huge. But Nick Vucevic had 17 points, 9 rebounds in the first quarter. He finishes with a 27-20 and 20 game, uh, and he has been outstanding all season long. He has. Um, he, he has been really, when you take a look at it, the one constant. Like you yeah. said, 27 and 20 the other night. He's got, what, 51 double-doubles this season, which tops his career high. He's third in the NBA in double-doubles. And look, in, in, in terms of the game on Sunday night, it's a game you needed desperately. And it, it's a game in which you shoot just, what, 38% from the field the defense, I thought, was outstanding against a Hawk team that was averaging 104 points since the All-Star break. They've been good since—I'm sorry, not good. They've been fun and competent yeah. since the yeah. All-Star break, and they shot 41% from the field, but just 8 of 35 from three. Yeah, at, at 91 points on Sunday night. Trey Young, you said 0 of 5 from beyond the arc. The Hawks hit 
uh, on just eight threes in the game. It was all about defense in that game, and that's what you're that's what you're going to have to rely upon mm-hmm. here late in the season. Defense, okay. A lot of teams out there as we head toward the the final three weeks of the season are are very tied at this particular point. So it's all about defense. You get twenty seven and twenty from Vooch. Heck, you get fourteen from Wes Awundu. Let's so talk about Wes Awundu. I, I wanted to talk about Wes, who I'm a huge fan of. When we drafted him, uh, for whatever reason, I just latched onto that guy as a player, a four year player, Kansas State. One of the part of the winningness. The most winning class in Kansas State basketball history. Uh, And I saw him play in the G League a little bit. He was there for a couple of stints last season. Uh, He has turned into a very solid ball player for this team. And really the seventh man. He's one of the first guys coming off that bench. He gives you 14 and 7 in two blocks. Defensively, he's probably one of your three or four best defenders. Uh, I would say so. It's it's all about energy, effort, and defense with Wes Awundo. That's what it's about with this guy. He is not going to have one play called for him by Steve Clifford. No. And he shouldn't. <laughs> and, he, and, and he shouldn't. But as long as he gives you that energy and effort. And can we also talk about you know this whole stereotype that the Orlando Magic cannot develop players? I mean, come on. Let, let, let's look at that. Wes Awandu has turned into a very valuable asset off the Orlando Magic bench, second-round pick. Aaron Gordon has upped his game this year. Look at what Jonathan Isaac is doing this year as well. So can we put to bed, please, the whole the Magic cannot develop young players Ooh, thing? you missed a guy here, Kem Birch. Kem Birch! Got to take care of my Lakeland That's Magic your guy! Uh, yeah, Kem Birch, another guy that came in. Uh, I think that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond's eye for talent is starting to help them. There are other guys they could have taken in the second round of the draft than Wes Awandu that I think would be better players right now. But now that he's in the building, they have done a great job developing him. And I thought that game on Sunday, and we'll move on to some other stuff because that game's 48 hours old at this point, but uh, I thought that game on Sunday was a perfect example of the absolute floor of Jonathan Isaac, Mm -hmm. where Jonathan Isaac goes 0 of 7 in 26 minutes. He was 0 of 6 from 3. Got a little trigger happy out there. He gives you three rebounds, one steal, one block. Um, He was plus 6 in the plus minus. There you go. Or when he's out there, he's affecting the game just because of what he stops the other team from doing because he's a basketball Freddy Krueger, yep. as as some like to put it. So Absolutely. I thought that was the perfect example where, you know, he's out there just really defending four different positions in any given possession. Yeah. I mean, the Magic shoot, what, 38% from the field in that Atlanta yep. game. And in past years, heck, the past six years, you would have no chance of winning no. a game shooting 38%. Now... You have a chance because of guys like Jonathan Isaac and Wes Awandu who bring the energy and the effort on defense every single night. So that Atlanta game, it's 48 hours old. Let's move on from the Atlanta game, or at least the result, what it means in, in the whole playoff push as we're recording this. The stupid Miami Heat won last night, too, <laughs> which I thank you, Russell Westbrook, for yeah. getting a technical and not being able to play in that game. Goran Dragic got hop of the Magic are a game and a half back of the eight seed. Uh... But one guy that we got to see for the first time, and we have an interview with him coming up later, uh, Michael Carter-Williams, who's on a 10-day contract, five points, four rebounds, one assist uh, in 16 minutes. Rarely does a guy in a 10-day come right off the bench and play 16 minutes, Scotty, but I have to say I was pleased with the way that he played in those 16. Very pleased. He was winded, by the way, and, and we'll talk about that coming up with him. But I think more important than the numbers – Uh, Here, Nick, was the effect that Michael Carter-Williams had on the basketball game. Coach Steve Clifford said last week after they signed him to a 10-day 
Uh, and, and keep in mind that Coach Cliff and MCW were uh, with one another in Charlotte last year. He said that Michael is one of the best perimeter defenders he's ever coached. Wow. That's high praise from a Steve Clifford. Yes, it is. Like, Steve Clifford doesn't deliver that kind of high praise for just anybody. So, uh, in that Atlanta game, I think he made his presence known. He chased down DeAndre Bembry, rejected a dunk at the rim. Great hustle play. He dives on the board for a loose ball in the second half. He took an offensive charge. He mixed it up a little bit with Trey Young in that game as well. You ha- you know, I mentioned energy and effort. You know, from mm-hmm. from Wes Awundu and from Jonathan Isaac, we saw an awful lot of energy and effort and enthusiasm from Michael Carter-Williams in a year in which he knows that, look, if he does not succeed here in Orlando, if he does not impress the Orlando Magic or impress somebody out there in NBA land, he may not be back in the league. So you get the feeling, and, and we're going to chat with him coming right. up, you get the feeling that he knows that very, very well. I, I think I think you do, and I, I have a very, I think, unique, or I get a unique view of this because I spend time with the Lakeland Magic uh, for all of their home games, and guys that come through are a lot of guys. We're heading into March Madness, into the NCAA tournament. They are names that you know, guys that you sure. say, oh, wait, you know, Alex Poitras from Kentucky. I remember that guy, right? Yeah. Trayvon Duvall. Last from chance Duke. you, right? There's there's a little bit of that, and you get a chance to talk to some of these guys. I was talking about this last night, and I don't want to betray any any kind of, I would say, confidence in some guys, but the real shock is, you know, you get into the league. The easy thing for a lot of these guys is getting into the league, but once you're out, mm. that door shuts, mm-hmm. and it shuts very hard mm-hmm. because once there's a book on you, yeah. Michael Carter-Williams, long athletic can't shoot, mm-hmm. right? Um, empty numbers. Uh, our guy, Alfred Payton, same sort of thing. Maybe coming for him, we don't know. But once the door shuts behind you, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. It, it's very tough. And there are guys that I've talked to that have said to me, hey, you know, like I took it for granted mm-hmm. that I, I know I can play. I just need the right situation. But getting into that situation, finding the right timing is very difficult. Those guys, they're hungry. Yeah. They are hungry. And adding a guy like Michael Carter-Williams and – and we will talk to him about this, that I'm I'm sure is looking at this like, if not his last chance, but one of his last chances, could be kind of a guy that's happy to be there, that's going to give you energy off the bench every night. But some of the conversations I have had with guys in the G League where it's like, man, I played at Duke, I played at Kentucky, I played at UCLA. What the hell am I doing here? Mm-hmm. It is a it, it it is a realization very quick. You hit reality. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, I'm not in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved what I saw to Michael Carter-Williams in Game 1 because there was a, a little bit of a flare of desperation. Look, sometimes with a move like this late in the season, you can catch lightning in a bottle if you're an NBA team. Mm-hmm. We saw it back in 2009 with Rafer Alston. Yes. I mean, the Magic go out on trade deadline day and sign Rafer Alston, and he comes in and leads the Magic from the point guard spot, leads him all the way to the NBA Finals. That's when Jameer Nelson took over Correct, again. Yes. Um, but, but don't underestimate, like you said, never underestimate a guy who has something to prove. A guy who's been there, has had a taste of it. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year in 2013-14. Don't underestimate this kid. He, he was the 11th overall pick out of Syracuse. Uh, back in 2013, this yeah. is a guy who came into the league with a lot of fanfare. It's been a roller coaster ride for him. He was waived by the Bulls in early January. Has just been, you know, sitting around biding about, his time. How about the attitude that it has to give you, where it's like, wait a minute, that that terrible Bulls team can't have a 
get, doesn't right. have a spot for me right. on that roster. That right. Bulls team that's tanking. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's fighting with their head coach doesn't have a spot for sure. me. Yeah, it's an ego punch. It is. Oh, I, I I definitely think so. But now what we have found is that for whatever reason, uh John Hammond likes Michael Carter Williams. This is the second time in Michael Carter Williams' right. career that John Hammond has found a way to go out and get him. He traded mm-hmm. for him in Milwaukee, like you said, and now he signed him to a ten day. So this seems to be like a fit. And as you mentioned, he played for Steve Clifford as well. Yeah. I, I like that this team is once again investing in a playoff push. Yep. They kept Nick Vucevic, they kept Terrence Ross. They went out, they made a trade for the future in Markel Fultz, and we're gonna get to that as he's rejoined the team. But I do like that they're investing once again. Let's go for it. And you're at a game and a half back as we're taping this right now. I think they're going to have a really good chance to get there. Forget about the offense with Michael Carter-Williams. We all know mm-hmm. the M.O. He ain't right? out there to we, shoot he, anyway. No, I, and I don't care about no. that. Give me what you gave me against the Atlanta yeah. Hawks. Give me the energy, the effort, the enthusiasm. Dive on the floor. Chase down guys dunking at the hole. Make the right play, and and he'll tell us about that coming up here in a moment. Make the right play. Get the magic into your sets. Keep doing what you're doing defensively. The guy can guard three or four positions. I love the pickup for the Orlando Magic. I think this is the right situation for Michael Carter-Williams this year to show that he belongs in the NBA again. Who knows what happens next year? I know Markel Fultz is now back here in Orlando trying to assimilate as much as possible. You still have DJ Augustine on the books for next year. Who knows what happens with Isaiah Briscoe and and Jaron Grant. But the bottom line is never underestimate a talented kid in desperation mode. And I think that's exactly the mode that Michael Carter-Williams is in right now. By the way, I'm here for the long athletic can't-shoot battle between him and Alfred Payton on Wednesday (laughs) night. I mean, how about this? Let's just, everyone get off the floor. Let's just play ones. It's a race to three. Three. Right. Let's see who gets there first. <laughs> and you have to play outside the paint. Jump yeah. shots only, fellas. Yeah, I, think I look that'd forward be... to that. That'll be tremendous. Uh, one more piece of news. You mentioned yeah. Markel Fultz. Uh, we saw that announced. John Denton, who works with the Magic, covers them uh, on OrlandoMagic.com. Uh, I, I, you saw the report. I, I have not seen it yet. Yeah. But uh, Markel is back. Guess who's back? Yeah, back, back. again. Markel's back. Yeah. Markel's back. Markel's back. I love uh-huh. it. I love I, I mean, look, he had been in Los Angeles rehabbing the shoulder after being diagnosed with that thoracic outlet syndrome, uh, whether you believe it's physical, mental, or both. He was rehabbing in Los Angeles. He'll continue to rehab here in Orlando. I like that. I think it's important for Mark L. Fultz here. What do we have, 10, 11 games to go in the NBA season? I think it's important for this kid to be around his new teammates instead of being 3,000 miles away. Uh, he did answer questions from the media uh, I, I think, you know, we're not going to get many details from Markel Fultz. We're just not. We didn't get many details in his initial news conference. We're not going to get many details in terms of what's going on with him and his rehab right now. But the bottom line here is be here along with your teammates, support your teammates in this playoff run. Hopefully they'll make the playoffs, and, and hopefully Markel Fultz We'll be able to soak up some of that here in the very near future. Uh, he's going to be the Michael Carter Williams of this podcast. Chris Crawford joining us nice. on, a, on maybe a, on a ten minute contract. A 10 minute contract. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, Markel Fultz. Uh, are we going to see Markel Fultz at all this season? You think no, this is just no. more? We want to get him around the team a head start yeah, for next I, year. I, I hope not, guys. And I, I know you probably agree. I we have one chance at this. We have one shot to get this kid right because if my opinion is correct, uh, I think it's in his head. I, I think the shoulder thing has worked his way to the head. And anytime 
you get into that head. I mean, we, we've seen it in baseball. We've seen it in golf with the yips. We've seen it in baseball where second baseman can't make the throw from second base to first base. You have one shot at this. And if he comes back too early, like this year, mm-hmm. and, and, and he's suffering the same way out on the court and can't shoot the ball, you're, you're going to lose him possibly forever. You've got one shot at this. Let's work with him over the next several months and try to get ready next year. You know, we talked about one of the most important things being comfort with him coming in here and finding himself in a comfortable situation that he's he got can Mo view Bamba. himself succeeding yeah. in. He's got Mo Bamba, but now bringing him in at this last stretch of the year where this team is really going to come together to try and win teams and letting him be a part of that, it shows, hey, you, you are, you're a part of this team. Now you're not going to play, but you're with us here for the rest of the it's year. It's a camaraderie you're, thing. It's yeah, a camaraderie absolutely. thing. That way he's not coming in to training camp next year as an outside or as a man on the outside outside coming in he's already kind of been ingrained with the team a little bit even though he hasn't played with them on the court yet a comfort a comfortable situation could go a long way if this is in his head like we all kind of seem to think it might be yeah I totally agree don't don't mess with the rotations anymore I mean you've had Briscoe in Briscoe out Grant in Grant out now MCW in uh I I would keep everything the way it is right now with the way that this team is playing and you've got a game Wednesday night against the did you guys see ESPN's headline here no, the the no. the prolific Peyton, Alfred Peyton, <laughs> prolific Peyton in his five straight triple double. I can't get over this. You're a little salty over your Twitter mentions. No, it's uh, just the last it's, 24 it's hours just a so, dumb or? argument. It's dumb. Yeah. Like if you, it, it is. I'm it sorry. Is. I, I'll move on from that. 14 but you, of 16 triple doubles in the month already. of March. We 14 it, yeah. or 15. 14. 14, 14 of 16 in March. One is in February. One in February, and he had won the very first game of the year this season for the New Orleans. Look, God love him. He's a good kid. But the bottom line is, he's Mr. March. He accumulates those triple doubles in meaningless basketball games. Can we please move on from this? Yes, we'll move on. So you have New Orleans uh, on Wednesday, and then uh, one more game on Friday. Memphis so on you get, Friday, you get Memphis. I, I'm like I, I'm, I'm, I hate to do this every time we do the podcast, but you're a game and a half back. Yeah. Miami won last night. Yeah. Because Russell Westbrook had a technical foul. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm calling shenanigans there from the league, by the way. They're trying to get the hot, the heat in. I think that's what's going on here. <laughs> he had to be suspended. He had six, I know, 16 I just, technical Yeah, I just I think that they told the officials, hey, if Russ gets a little too demonstrative, just team oh, up real okay. quick. All right. uh, but, no, you, you've got Memphis on Friday. In, in order to make the playoffs, like you you got to finish this homestand or this this stretch here, five and two oh, or I, so. And right now, right now, they're they're three and two. So you got to win well, these you're, next you're, two. You're on, you're on a five-game homestand right now. Right. Well, you're, right you're now, you're two zero so far. They have a seven-game stretch here. They're okay. in with okay. against teams that are under five hundred. Okay. And then you've got Philly, who's they're they're feeling themselves after beating Milwaukee earlier this sure. week. Sure. I I think if you want to look micro and let's look at this homestand, I think you got to go five and zero. I wow. do. I I think you have to go. You're you're two and zero right now. You have to beat New Orleans on Wednesday, Memphis on Friday, and you have to beat Philadelphia, something that they've already done this year on Monday because six of your last eight are on the road. You have to get these home games. It's desperation mode for the Orlando Magic. And like you said, Nick, you're one and a half back as of our taping right now on Tuesday. You're one and a half back of the Miami Heat. You're two back in the loss column. So you need all of these games. Look, to me, if you can get to 40, if, which would be an astounding achievement for a team that won, what, 25 games 25. last year? Steve Clifford should get votes for Coach of the Year already. But if you get to 40 and you make the playoffs, I know the Denver Nuggets head coach is going to probably win the whole thing. But still, I, I got to say, I, Steve Clifford's done an if incredible you, if job. If you get to 40, that means, what, 7-4 and four in your final 11 games. Doable. Oof. 
doable. doable. And if you get to 40, you're in the playoffs no matter what the Miami Heat do, no matter what the Charlotte Hornets do. And I know uh, Brooklyn is kind of coming back to the pack a little bit like we kind of expected. I still think Brooklyn's going to fall out of it. Yeah, they lost three straight. Yeah, this is just a a murderer's row for Brooklyn. They need to talk to the league office about whatever the hell happened with their schedule. Uh, But you're right. New Orleans, Memphis, Philly on this homestand, and then you go on the road for four straight. Yeah. At Miami, at Detroit, at Indy. At Toronto. Yeah, and that Miami game is going to be huge in terms the of one. the standings, right? So, look, I I, fa- I still fa- I think the Magic are going to make the playoffs. I, I, I would favor the Magic over the two other teams that you're battling for eight right now. Now, Brooklyn that may change here soon with, with Brooklyn kind of coming back to the back, but I'm talking about Charlotte, Miami, oh. Orlando, right? Yeah. Charlotte, Miami, Orlando, three teams battling for that eighth and final playoff spot at least right now. You have to favor the Orlando Magic because of the schedule. But we've seen in the recent past yep. the Magic losing to Chicago, to New York, to Cleveland, and to Memphis. So nothing is a given here late in the season for this team. Chris, your 10-minute contract is almost up here. I want to make sure you get some minutes. Uh, anything else you want to add here? I think 7-4 to four is very doable. And I also think that not only is it important to kind of Get that, you know, winning. Get, I mean, 5-0 and all on this homestand is a lot to ask for them. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for them to string together three straight wins here because we can't keep trading kind of two wins, one loss. So, you know, it's got to – at some point, you're going to have to string together a few wins and gain just a little bit of momentum and ground on these teams ahead of you because as long as you keep playing this one-and-one-and-one-and-one-and-one game, you're never going to gain yep. any ground. Yep. All right, so we got the interview with Michael Carter-Williams coming up. Uh, we're going to get to that here in just a minute uh, after this break. The Magic play New Orleans on Wednesday night. Uh, we're going to try to get a pot up later this week to recap some of that. I know Scott's headed on vacation, so maybe CeCe and I will do that. But uh, Wednesday night, New Orleans, hashtag beat Elf. Uh, and uh, <laughs> here is our interview with Michael Carter-Williams right after this break. MCW, welcome to Orlando, buddy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I, absolutely, Mike. I'm I, Not a bad swearing-in ceremony on Sunday night. Michael, in the win over the Hawks, 16 minutes, five points, four rebounds. You had an assist. You had a couple of huge defensive plays, one of them chasing down a dunk. I mean, overall, Michael, how did it feel to be back on the court with an NBA team on Sunday night? Oh, I felt great. You know, I was itching to get back out there. Um, You know, I was, you know, just trying to do anything to be prepared when I got, you know, the call to, to come play and, I was happy when I found out it was Orlando with Coach Cliff. Um, you know, I was more than happy. You know, I, you know, I, I was close with uh, John Hammond. Also, also, <laughs> I was jumping for joy, and I knew you know once I got the opportunity, I was going to be ready to go and just to give you know maximum effort. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned Coach, Coach Clifford, Michael. You you played for him in Charlotte last year. He called you one of the best perimeter defenders he's ever coached. How important well, we is that? We saw that last night, too. Yeah, we definitely saw that last night, Nick. How important is that uh, for you to be making this comeback with Coach Cliff there by your side again? Um, it's, you know, it's huge for me. It's huge for me in my career. Um, you know, I think, you know, Coach has a lot of confidence in me, which I love. And, uh, you know, especially on the defensive end. Uh, something that you know I take pride in, and I know you know how important it is, and I know it, this league it gets overshadowed a lot, but um, it's something that I never, you know, that, that I don't let get to me. Uh, you know, people don't really get you know that much credit for it, and, and you know, but you know, whatever I can do to help the team win is to me is most important. And um, you know, we're fighting for a playoff spot, so I know every single possession is you know really key, and I, I also know that 
you know, I haven't, um, I haven't played, you know, five on five in, you know, a couple months. Even when I was with Houston, I wasn't getting a lot of playing time. So, you know, I got some, you know, fresh legs. And so if I can come in and give energy and effort, um, you know, for the team, that's, you know, that's what I'll do. MCW with a, a big game, 16 minutes, five points, four rebounds, one assist. And I say big game. It really was a big game yeah, a for lot, you. A lot of the stuff is not going to show up in the box the box right. score the way that he played on Sunday. I, I thought defensively, energy-wise, just like MCW said there, I, I thought he had a really nice game you, on Sunday. You a little sore this week? A little a, a little winded after the Getting 16 minutes it. the other night? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, my first uh, my first time in the rotation, you know, I was a little winded towards the end. Um, but then, one, you know, my second time, you know, being back in and, and kind of catching my second wind, I was cool. You know, I, I try to prepare – uh, um, and really get in shape, you know, and, and to stay in shape, you know, just in case, you know, I did get an opportunity. And then for a while, I kind of lost hope. I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I'll just, you know, go to camp with the team next year. I'll earn my spot there and, you know, and, and proceed my career there. And, and, you know, when I got the call, I was like, yeah, luckily I just, you know, stayed with it and believed in, you know, that I was still going to get another chance this year. And especially to a team that's, you know, fighting for the playoff spot. You know, I could have went to a team that it has no chance of, being in the playoffs and um and you know and I, I won't be playing for anything but you know kind of you know extended my career but now this is you know I love playing for something yeah you're definitely playing for something the magic just on the cusp of the playoffs first time in the last seven years Michael Carter Williams newest member of the magic here on ESPN 580 you of course the rookie of the year back in 2013-14 MCW there there have been a lot of ups and downs since for you you're still a very young guy do you look upon this opportunity here in Orlando as sort of a maybe a last chance for you in the NBA how do you look upon this opportunity um you know I've said before and you know in other interviews I don't know how many you know more chances I'm gonna get but I think you know, I think I've learned a lot in my career. You know, I think I've learned how, you know, kind of the league goes in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I've learned how to work and, 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 you know, really put in the time. And, um, you know, I'm at the point where, you know, I could, you know, people may think like, oh, you're like, how do you feel about this may be your last chance? Like, are you nervous or whatever? But I think uh, my, my attitude right now is just, you know, just to put in the time every single day, you know, make every day count, um, work as hard as I possibly can, and, and things will – you know, take care of itself, you know, work on my weaknesses as much as I can and continue to work on my strengths. And, you know, I like, like you said, I'm still young, you know, I'm young, I'm healthy for the, you know, for the first time in my career, you know, and, and, um, you know, I think, you know, I think I have a long career ahead of me, you know, and I have full confidence in that, you know, I just don't say that. Um, I really believe it. And, you know, if, you know, if you work hard and you believe in something, I think you can, you know, achieve whatever you want. You know, I look at your career and you're the rookie of the year in 2013-14, uh, and, and yet you were released by the Chicago Bulls after a trade earlier this year. Other than, say, the paycheck, MCW, what, what do you appreciate the most about being back in the NBA and playing those 16 precious minutes against the Hawks the other night? I just know what it feels like to to not be in the league anymore, and uh, that feeling is you know that's not a good feeling. So, um, you know, I, I'm thankful. Um, I don't take anything for granted. Um, I, like I said, I go out, you know, and practice and in, in, in the games and, and give it my all. And you know, I, I you know I I take you know the game and, and, and you know kind of my life a little bit more serious. 
Yeah, that's a good way to approach it because this 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 career that you guys have it it is fleeting. I've seen it up close and personal, so you have to take advantage of the opportunities that you are given. What about you, six foot six point guard? You have such length. We saw an example like that of that. We we, we love like the length, length in Orlando. Yes, yes John, that's, that's what we do. John Hammond, Jeff Weltman love the length, love the positional length. But we saw that you know on Sunday night. Uh, you tell us. I mean, what what do you bring to the table each and every night for this Magic team? Um, you know, like you said, I think I can you know bring energy and effort. You know, I can bring that. You know, I can you know get stops. You know, force teams to you know maybe do something that they don't want to do. You know, just make it a little bit harder for them. And um, I also think you know offensively, I can get in the lane. You know, find guys. Uh, I think that's one of my strengths is, is finding people and creating some help. And, um, you know, just just making plays. You know, just making winning plays throughout the game, whether it's you know chasing down a you know a block or you know getting a, a tough rebound or you know getting to the free throw line when the other team you know is on a run to stop the bleeding a little bit. Um, you know, things that you know I, I you know really study and, and you know I, I give us an advantage. Do you sign the ten day contract with the Magic MCW? Do you think that you can? possibly sign another 10-day and perhaps catch on the rest of the season and on into the playoffs? I mean, obviously, that's the goal here, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's, that's you know, one of my personal goals I have. You know, I hope I get, you know, extended for the rest of the year and go into the playoffs and help the team. You know, that's that's the plan. And, um, but, you know, right now, I just take it one day at a time. I don't, I don't think, like, oh, I got 10 days to do this and that. I just... You know, let me just come in and just be positive and be a positive impact, you know, and then the rest will take care of itself. Finally, what about the playoffs? The Magic just on the outside looking in right now in the Eastern Conference to that final playoff spot. You've seen the talent on this team. You've practiced a couple of times with this team. Can this basketball team get into the playoffs and, and make a little bit of noise once they're there? What do you think? I think so. Uh, I think, you know, we, we definitely have the talent. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, Milwaukee's probably, you know, you know, they've probably locked down the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think if we get in that eighth, seventh spot, you know, I think, you know, we can compete with, you know, anybody. You know, I know that earlier in the season, you know, the Magic played um, Milwaukee pretty well. And, and, you know, even, you know, I'm not sure I haven't seen you know, play against Toronto, but we got talent. You know, we got, you know, obviously we're led by, you know, Bruce Vichus. You know, an all-star, and he can, can, you know, he's one of the best bigs in the league. So we definitely are a threat to, you know, a lot of a lot of the teams, you know, in the playoffs. So you know, anything can happen in the playoffs, and I think you got a good chance to make some noise. Well, tell you what, you have a golden opportunity here in Orlando, but I don't have to tell you that. I think you already know that, Michael. Thank right. you so much. Congratulations. It's good to have you here, and uh, go get them uh, tomorrow night uh, there against New Orleans. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it.